You're listening to episode 147 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. Let me ask you, do you have a plan in place, like a solid plan to make sure that the next year of your life is different than this year, like better than this past year? Because the mistake I'm seeing kind of on repeat over the years that entrepreneurs are making is that they assume more time under their belt and some lofty dreams and hard work, that's going to be enough. And then they get disappointed and they wonder why nothing is changing with time. Do you have the mentorship lined up, the community of ambitious, well-connected entrepreneurs who are going to support you and push you and put you in contact with the right people to help you elevate your business more quickly? And do you have the business strategy? And the person that's going to pull the best version out of you in that process. It was on my heart during all the chaos of this last year to price our Maverick Mastermind at half off, much to my team's dismay, literally thousands and thousands of dollars off. So to make it more attainable to entrepreneurs who are in the heart of COVID and craziness, who wanted access to a way to elevate and build more profitability. And they were ready for massive change in their business. They wanted to see the bottom line grow and they wanted to change as leaders. That's only going on for another month. The Maverick Mastermind is for you if you are an entrepreneur who's already up and running, but you're ready for that next level in all categories. If you're called to more, but you need the clarity and the strategy to make it happen. So head on over to elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick and apply. We do cap entry, so make sure you do it quick and know that this is a very limited time offer before we go up to our regular pricing, which is still a great price for the program, but why not save quite a bit of money going into 2021? So go to elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick, and hopefully we'll see you in there. Somehow, I swear this year is the freaking twilight zone. Somehow it went insanely fast and painfully slow at the same time, or at least that's how I felt. There are some days I'd look at the calendar. I'm like, oh, crap, I just missed out on the last three months. I didn't even realize they flew by. And the other times I look and I'm like, 60 seconds have passed. I swear it was 10 months. So here we are. And if you're listening to this around the time it goes live, we're in December gearing up for 2021. And if you're listening to this at any, any other point, I encourage you to Keep listening. It's going to be incredibly helpful for you in your planning strategy, no matter where you're at in the game. This is not just a, hey, this is only how you build from the start of the year. This is how you build moving forward. So today we're getting clear on what the game plan is. Close out this year strong. Elevate in the next. We're going to do a little Q1 strategy 
and get focused on our direction. This is just a this is a podcast designed to give you focus and clarity going into your next year, okay? Assuming you want this next year to be an upgrade from the last one, there's a lot of planning and purposeful action that goes into that. It's not a guarantee just from time passing alone and you continuing to hustle. So get out a notebook, get ready to do some planning to kick off your next year strong. And don't forget, if you missed episode 141 about the four things you need to do to stand out in 2021, that's a really good one that goes in conjunction with this. And one of those things is is your growth strategy. You know, things like, do you have mentorship lined up for the next year? You'll see in going through this exercise, you're going to need to acquire new skills and strategies to achieve the growth that you want to see. Do you have that growth plan in place? So I'm going to walk you through an exercise that we do. We do this almost quarterly, but this is a good thing for you to do to close out this year strong. And it's going to be a review of what's gone on this past year, the things that worked well, the things that didn't work well, the things you like, the things you want more of, less of, all that stuff. And then it's going to be planning for the future. So if you're listening to this later, outside of, you know, the end of 2020, which is hopefully not the end of the world, but really at this point, anything's on the table. This is still super relevant exercise. Like I said, I do this quarterly anyway. So we're going to look at first, and I would recommend, you know, have a piece of paper handy so that you can work through this. And if you need to pause me in the process so I can kind of be there with you virtually, that's a good strategy too. So the first thing I want you guys to think about is what went great this year? Let's start on a positive note What did you love about this year when it comes to your business? Like, did something make you feel like you were totally in a flow state? Did you crush a specific launch? Are you running a program that just is killing it? Did you have feedback from your clients? Did you find your dream clients? Did something happen with your marketing strategy where you built a funnel and it's really producing for you? What is it that really clicked? Maybe it was a pivot you were forced to take because of COVID and all the craziness, that actually opened up the door to a new way of doing business. You know, for me, the original goal of 2020 was to be on more stages. And when those stages were closed down, we took a pivot into virtual stages. And it was amazing for our visibility and bringing new people into our space, into our business and new clients and and mastermind members and all of that. And then on top of that, because the in-person stuff was shut down. We had to cancel like an in-person event. We hosted a few virtual events ourselves that went incredibly well. It allowed us to bring in amazing speakers. We were a well-oiled machine. We saved a lot of money in doing that. Those were some things that, man, I didn't see them coming, but they really clicked for us. And they are things that we want to incorporate going forward. So think about that for a moment. What went great? What did you love? What lit you up? in this past year's time. Okay, the second thing, the other side of that coin is what went really poorly? You know, what what did you have to do or work on or launch or create or have in your business that caused incredible amounts of stress for you? It just felt heavy. It was a joy sucker for you. It felt in retrospect, really out of alignment, maybe for your brand, maybe for you personally, maybe for the life that you want to be living the impact you want to be making. Maybe it was just like you cashed it in, you know, like this is a crazy year. You were like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to wait for things to change. And then in retrospect, you're like, man, I really didn't like that. I sat back 
waiting for other people to fix my problems. And I never went all in on this dream. And now I'm a year behind in what I could have been pursuing. Like maybe it was just your attitude that you didn't like. Maybe it was your energy behind building your business. So think about the things that just didn't go so good. Maybe it was a launch that you thought was going to be incredible and it tanked. And you, it really like, man, it just didn't go well. Or maybe it was a launch that went incredibly well financially. The bottom line was there. You saw the growth, but the whole time it was like pulling teeth. You were like, oh, the money's coming in, but I'm miserable. My time is strapped. I'm energetically out of alignment with this. I'm not bringing in the right people. I don't want to serve these people. Like whatever it might be, think about some of those things that really just didn't sit well with you this last year and write those down. And keep in mind, you know, as you do this, we're ultimately going to get into planning for the next year. Think about on this list of things that you write down. It could be little things, too. It doesn't have to be catastrophic. It could just be like, you know what? I, I don't like the way that I showed up as a mom, and I feel like I just could do better. And it's like, I didn't do anything terrible, but like, I didn't prioritize it the way I wanted to. Think about the things you want less of. Because that's going to be a piece of your planning for the next year as well. One big thing for for me within my business was just this feeling of like, I'm in the tasks more than I want to be. And really, you know, we needed to hire more people and we just didn't. It just wasn't, um, it just didn't feel quite right. Like I was not in my zone of genius the whole year. There were, there were bouts where I was, but then there were other times where I felt like, man, I shouldn't be doing this stuff. So... That's leading into our planning of next year where we're hiring a significant amount of team members. So just something to keep in mind. Now, as much as you might be like me, this third thing is so important and we're talking numbers, okay? Revenue versus profit. Now, if you are similar to me that, you know, I was the type that like you want to talk numbers. I'm like, oh, I'm just not a numbers person. Like I don't really deal with that stuff. That's not really my wheelhouse. I pass that off. We have someone that handles that. No. If you are the founder, the CEO, the creator, whatever you want to call yourself of your business, you need to know your numbers. You need to understand them and you need to look them square in the eye, even if you don't like what is looking back at you. Okay. So a couple of questions. What did you bring in total? Do not guess. This particular bullet might take you a couple of hours. So if you need to kind of set this aside and go check it out later and come back and like flesh it out, fine. But this is so important. You are not a business owner that is operating at full capacity if you don't know this stuff. So what did you bring in in total, right? But then what had to go back out? Like what was your overhead? What were you paying your people? What ads did you run? Business expenses, the things that you had to spend in order to make what you made. Maybe it's the coaching that you received, whatever it might be. So think about what went back out, and that's what leaves you with your profit. What did you bring home? What did you bring home? What went into your bank account for your own personal life? Not what had to go back into the business. What did you pay yourself in 2020? How much money is in savings? Like These are the things you want to know. And I will tell you, if you struggle with this, I promise you, this is a category of your life you need to focus on. 
for me, I needed someone that could really help me in that process. And I'm going to recommend you guys find someone for you too. There is this incredible woman. She's a client of mine, Stacy Isetta. She's the small business BFF, best financial friend. And she literally takes, she takes the scary out of numbers. Like she makes it so simple so that she's a profitability coach. So she's taking you from where you are to grow in profit by helping you understand the nitty gritty of your business without it being icky or like putting a pit in your stomach or making you feel bad. Worth every penny small business bff or i think it's the small business bff.com check it out if this is a struggle area for you it's worth the investment to ensure that you are growing in profitability next year okay number 4 your offers what were your offers like did you only have one-on-one coaching if you did what were the price points how many did you sell like you need to know this is something else stacy works on too but you really need to know where the money was coming from, and what offers you had. I have some clients that reach out when we first started, start working together, and they have way too many offers, and we need to streamline their offers and look at what is making them the most money with the least amount of their time, what is the biggest producer for them, what is really just a time suck but it's not producing for them. So list out your offers and the prices with those offers, what performed best, what did not perform well, and go through this process so that you can really understand and have a visual of what you are bringing to market, maybe what's got to go or what's got to be added on as we go into future planning. Number five, what support system or infrastructure did you have in place in your business? Like, did you just work with contractors? Do you have full-time employees? Do you have mentors? So the support of you and business growth, but also like team members. I want you to identify what you had in place over the last year and then kind of score it. Like look at it and say, did I have enough support? Did I bring on too many people and some people were just doing busy work and it wasn't really work that was moving the needle? And then you can start to think about when we go into future planning, like who you need to hire. I know that's hiring in 2021 is one of our main focuses as a company. We're bringing on multiple new team members. It's going to be a big mountain to climb, a lot of training, a lot of stuff like that. But in doing our yearly review, we realized our weak spots and what we needed to fill them with. So think about what support did you have? What support do you need? Okay, hold on. Humor me for a second here because this is too good not to share. If if you've been following me for a while, I had I pretty much cut out all alcohol for a few years time, which is crazy but true. I'd have a drink maybe like here or there if we had friends over and we made a big dinner or once every couple of months, like one drink every couple months maybe. But I'd always pay for it later and I hated that. Like it's not worth it to me. I have three little kids. They don't care that mommy had a glass of wine the night before and they're not going to let me sleep it off. I can't stand hangovers. I can't stand being foggy brained or having a headache or whatever the next day. I'd have one glass of wine. I was turning into such a pathetic little lightweight and it would cut into my work and my mood. It just, it wasn't worth it. But if I'm being totally transparent, the Italian in me missed her wine and that was just kind of my like curl up by the fire kind of drink or my cherry on top of an amazing Italian dinner kind of thing. But it wasn't worth it. And you also know that I'm totally obsessed with health. We've eliminated all the garbage in our lives as a family. 
And it never really occurred to me that I'm over here avoiding fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with chemicals, buying organic, but I'd drink a glass of wine, never putting two and two together that the grapes were being sprayed with all the toxins that we completely cut out of our lives. So when I heard about dry farm wines, I'm a skeptic and a research junkie, so I dug into it. Organically grown grapes without any of the additives or toxins sprayed on them, the stuff that I hate. Sugar-free. That's right, sugar-free. And sometimes I feel like for me, having a drink, the sugar hits me harder the next day than alcohol even does. Lower sulfites, paleo and keto-friendly. So I also am the type that never wants to recommend anything to you guys unless I've tried it for myself and tried it quite a few times. So... I'm happy to report that I'm obsessed. My husband and I are obsessed with dry farm wines. I can drink wine again. I can curl up by the fire. I can have it with my big bowl of pasta. And I love the taste. And really, I love the fact that it's small batch and supporting organic farmers all over the world. This is like, you know, what I stand for in business, too. I want to support the small businesses throughout the world. So if you care about that kind of stuff like I do or you just really like good wine go check them out. They've offered to do something special for you guys as my listeners of Scaling Up, and they're going to give you a bottle for one penny. They can't do it for free legally because of the whole alcohol thing. With your order at dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz, E-L-I-Z. So man, it has just been so worth it to go this route. I can enjoy a glass of wine again. And if there's ever a bottle you don't love, they replace it, no questions asked. So that's always really appreciated because then you're not going to love every single wine that you try. It's a perfect gift for yourself, maybe, or for my fellow wine lovers and hangover haters. This is great for you. No hangover. Are you hearing the words coming out of my mouth? No hangover. So go check them out. Take advantage of what they're doing for our scaling up community. I so appreciate that. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz. Okay, thanks for letting me digress for a second here and let's get back to the show. So those five things, right? What went great? What you loved? Two is what went poorly? What do you need to cut out or what felt out of alignment, a joy sucker, stressful? Three, being your numbers, knowing your numbers. Four, your offers and the pricing and what performed best, what didn't perform well. And five, the support and the team that you had in place. That's your review. Now we get to look ahead. After you have an idea of what you want more of or less of and think in terms of quality of life, right? Two, don't just think about the business. Think about how the business supports the life you want to live, or if the business supports the life you want to live. It is not compartmentalized. You are very much in your business and a major piece of your business. If you have only business strategy and you don't think about the ripple effect that that's going to have on the granular of your life, if you're like, I want to take stages all over the world and make all the money, and then you're saying in your personal life, I want to be home and be a present mom and an amazing wife. It's like, where's the disconnect? So make sure you're aligning those two worlds. You're thinking about the ripple effect of how you're planning for your business, how that affects the granular. What I would recommend is plan the personal life and then build the business that supports it, not the other way around. So this is an exercise that is pretty common. Um, I recently did this with one of my mentors in her mastermind. And I'm bringing my own version of it to you guys. And this is going to walk you through setting some goals going into the next year. So the first one I want to start with is your, like I said, start with your personal lifestyle vision goals. And then we'll get into the business that's going to support that. That way you're building in alignment 
with how you want to live. Way too often people are like, well, what's my profit goal? Like, I want to make a million dollars this year. Great. I'm going to plan out what it's going to take to make a million dollars and then I'll fit my life into that. And then they're miserable and they wonder why. So we're doing it, flipping it on its head. Lifestyle personal goals first. Remember when we talked about like, what do you want more of? What do you want less of? Think about those things from a personal perspective. I want my mornings free so that I can be with the kids up until 9 a.m. And I want no distractions and no work on my calendar. Or I want to be just with my family more overall. Or I want more time off. I want to get out of the grind and into my zone of genius more. I really don't want to live in those tasks like I had mentioned before. Travel. I want more travel on the calendar. I want more money in savings or to pay off debt. Think about the things when it comes to lifestyle or personal. Or maybe it's like, this is the year for realsies that I take control of my health and I go all in and I cut out toxins and garbage and I prioritize this above all things and then I make sure my business and my schedule supports that. Okay, now I want you to think about your impact goals. So these are the things that really light you up. Like, do you have a vision for either the amount of people you want to reach or specifically serve through your work? What does that look like? Is it a certain amount of clients that you want to bring on in the next year or a certain amount of listeners on your podcast or people in your community or coming to your speeches or your events or buying your book? Like, think about what is the impact you want to have? Maybe it's like, man, profitability isn't really the goal this year. It's really visibility and publicity. And I want more impact through my content than worrying about selling more of something. Like this is the year of getting my name out there and really becoming an expert in my field. So think about the impact that you want to make, how you want to be affecting people's lives. And this is really going to determine too is do you have the offerings that are going to do that? If you're thinking from that perspective, if your offerings are all one-on-one, for example, the impact is going to be very different than if you had a program that could reach many people. And in what capacity do you want to impact them? Like, do you just want to sell a course or do you like the idea of really being in it with them and getting under the hood of their business? And you're less about the quantity and you're more about the quality. So all these things matter and will determine other goals that you set for your business. Next up, now we're getting into the business stuff. Profit goals. Profit goals, okay? Don't just focus on revenue. Think profit. How much money do you personally intend to make? Because it is true, sometimes we have to, well, not sometimes, oftentimes we have to spend time, spend money to make money, okay? And so there are going to be expenses that come with running a business. But I personally, and this is kind of a core value of our company, I don't want to make five million in a year if four million of it or three million of it is for people I'm paying full time, advertisements, comp, you know, like just convolution, like a lot of stuff to make it happen. And then we only bring home maybe one or one and a half million when I can streamline And not have such a big, maybe loud business or, quote, popular business and make that one million with a lot less overhead. I don't need to have, I don't need to say, like, I make five million dollars. I care about what's in the bank for my family. 
that's what matters to me. So think about that from your perspective, not just what your revenue goal is, just so you can tout a big number on your company or say, I'm a six-figure business now or I'm a seven-figure business now. That doesn't matter if you don't have anything in your bank account, if you're in debt, if you had to take out loans to do it. Like, what's the profit? And then once you develop your profit goals, you can go into offering goals. So this is where you're going to start to think about and flesh out in your mind, are there certain things you know you want to launch that are in alignment with all these other things we're talking about? Are there certain things that you've been dying to bring to market? Are you writing the book? Are you creating the more scaled offer? So you have your one-on-one coaching. Are you stripping out that methodology and bringing it into a mastermind or into a group coaching program or into a course or into a membership site? So think about what the offerings are and the launches that you want going into the next year. And then what do you need to get there? Skill development. So what skills are you looking to hone as you go into your next year? Could it be something more business specific like marketing or copywriting that's going to help you get to some of those goals that you're setting? Or could it be more about you personally and wanting to be better in communication or in leadership? So think about the stuff that you need to get you from where you are today to what you want to achieve. Are there skills that you need to develop or areas you need to focus on? And think about it from the point of like, be willing to focus on the ideal, right? Think about it from the big dreamer's standpoint. And then when you break it down, are you willing to pay the dues to work towards it and make sure that you are before you set those as your solid goals? You know, don't put writing the book on the, uh, on the goal list if writing every day is not on, on the list of things you want to do, right? Use common sense with that. Now let's focus on a couple of goals that we can break down. From the exercises that we've done so far above, think about three goals that are the most important for this upcoming year. And I want you to order them in, you know, in order of importance. And sometimes one has to come before another, right? So order them in order of importance or chronologically, if that's applicable to this particular scenario. Then break down what stands between you today and you hitting that goal? Is it a skill? Is it a hire you have to make? Is it a set of tasks that you have to, you know, writing for an hour every day? Like, is it that kind of thing? And for each of those three goals, list up to five things for each goal that you need to do in order to make it happen. So example, let's say one of your goals is a full rebrand for your business. Like you really want to capture the essence of this brand that you're developing. Maybe it's some tasks and some hires, like in the list of up to five things. So you have, I have to create a mood board and really get a feel for the type of brand that I want. I'm going to do some market research. I'm really going to take the time to nail my voice so I capture it and I don't try to sound like anybody else. And then I'm going to hire a branding specialist. So think about those goals, what's relevant, and break those things down. And then I want you to choose one of those three goals as your focal goal to kick you off in Q1 and start mapping it out. That way you know what to prioritize going into the start of the year. Are there people you need to hire, right? Are there things that you need to put onto your calendar that you're chipping away at every day? Is it If it's something launching and you want to launch it by Q2, you need to use Q1 to build that, that um, runway 
launch runway. Maybe it's hiring some team members for the launch, creating content, creating your funnels. So start to map out that number one goal in Q1 and start planning it. This strategy is simple, but it is super powerful. And too many people wing it. Too many people have goals in their head. Too many people make a vision board that looks pretty, but it doesn't have any depth behind it or specificity to it. So this is your opportunity to close out this year strong, kick off the next one even stronger because that's the goal, and identify what it's going to be that is going to both move the needle in your business and ensure that you are aligned with the business you are building and that it's leading to the life you want to be living. If those things disconnect, you will always, forever, in perpetuity, feel out of whack. You will always feel like there's more for you. You will always feel like you're behind. You will always feel like an imposter if you do not ensure that the business and you are deeply connected and on the same page. If this episode resonates with you, please share it. It helps us to get this message out there. It helps us to serve more people. And it helps us to grow the show that we can, so that we can bring on incredible guests to serve you and elevate you in both your business and your life. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.